you obviously know Kung Fu. Hey, how's it? This is Yuji Okamoto, actor, producer, and the bad guy from Karate Kid 2. Thanks for tuning in to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. Joining me tonight is actor, producer, filmmaker, best known for his role as Chosen in Karate Kid 2, or as some of you may know, the Howard Cosell sounding Asian in Better Off Dead, Yuji Okamoto. Yuji, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on your podcast, Jeff. Good to be here. It's it's really great to have you. Uh, I'm a fan of your work. And before we get started, the role that you played in Better Off Dead, which is a memorable one. What was that like when they when they pitched that character to you? <laughs> well, it's ironic because the the lady who uh, was the casting director, she had cast me in a film before Better Off Dead, uh, which was called Aloha Summer. So she she had this role called Yi Suk Ri, which is a Korean name in this film Better Off Dead. So she said, the only thing is, uh, can you do a Howard Cosell? I said, can I do a Howard Cosell? What? Well, who can't? No. Um, so it, it, he's, he has such a distinctive voice and, and, you know, all that stuff. So what happened was I worked my butt off on this on this uh, Howard Cosell impression. And and the thing about it is uh, I had to do it with a, a, a Japanese accent. So I said, OK, yeah, let's let's give it a shot. So I did this Howard Cosell. They loved it. Then they decided... They couldn't understand a lot of the stuff I was saying, so they had Rich Little dub my voice. Oh no way! Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, that's that's Rich Little that that does uh, my voice in Better Off Dead. But it was it was a lot of fun working on that that Howard Cosell because you know it, it's it's uh, totally different when you hear it with a Japanese accent. <laughs> that's uh, that's shattering some uh, illusions from my childhood now. Yeah, sorry about that, but yeah. <laughs> But it was, uh, um, I wish they had kept it because the stuff, I mean, the crew was was laughing their ass off when I was doing the Howard Cosell. But uh, they decided that uh, they wanted to uh, be able to understand the, the dialogue, you know, because the L's and the R's are all jacked up. So uh, <laughs> they, just, they just decided to uh, bring in a, a professional. Yeah, but it was it was okay. Fair enough. It was a great role, and a very memorable role in a, in a memorable movie. Thank you. Speaking of acting, you are that increasingly rare actor that, when called upon for a martial arts role, does actually have martial arts training to back you up. Uh, how did you get your start in martial arts, uh, and what styles did you study? Well, let's. I'll preface it by saying I consider myself more of an actor than a martial artist because, um, I, I mean, I studied karate, traditional karate back in the day. I, I think I started in, I want to say 1973, which, uh, you know, is a long time ago. I started training only because, you know, the school I went to, there weren't many Asian Americans there. So, you know, you get a little bullied sometimes in, in middle school. or So I asked my folks, I said, hey, I, I need to protect myself. Uh, I need to train in a martial arts, you know, I need, I need help here. 
And, you know, my dad understood because he was, uh, he was a judo guy and uh, he was a Nidan in uh, judo. So he was, he was really a, a really good martial artist. So he said, okay, well, uh, I'm going to send you off to this school at the community center. So that's where I got my start was uh, in Chitoryu Karate. And uh, so I studied for, for years that style. And then, um, you know, when, when I got into acting, I kind of put the, the martial arts on the back burner and focused all my energy in, in studying the craft of acting. So when I landed Karate Kid... Uh, I started training again. So I started working out in uh, uh, another style called Kaju Kenpo, which is a Hawaiian-style Kenpo. I remember working out with uh, uh, a handful of guys uh, in uh, this instructor's um, house. And it was very unconventional uh, because usually when you work out, you need a lot of room. But we, we worked out in his living room, which was... <laughs> Not really big, so uh, consequently, we ended up destroying a lot of his furniture. Uh, so uh, his his wife got a little upset with us, and so she booted us out of the house and and sent us uh, into the backyard. You may not consider yourself a martial artist, but you you did put uh, several years into it. In, in the past, you voiced your thoughts on the philosophy behind earning your rank in martial arts. I'm new to it. Uh, completely. I, I've only been studying for a year. I started really late. I'm 47 now. Um, but what advice would you give to somebody like me who is just starting out and wants to uh, get to a level even like your level uh, of, of accomplishment in the martial arts? Well, um, I, I think, you know, anything you you set yourself to do, how to do, I, I think just doing your best, you know, and, and really putting 100% into whatever you do. So for me, what, what uh, I got out of martial arts and hopefully a lot of other martial artists got out of the arts was my thing is DHR, which is discipline, honor, and respect. So, you know, with the discipline, it, it kind of translates into your everyday life. And, of course, you know, conducting yourself in an honorable way and uh, showing uh, respect, whether it's for your instructor, uh, your your family, your friends, uh, your coworkers, whatever it is, it's it's a very simple philosophy. And to me, earning your rank, you know, is is hard work. And you know, I, I believe the most important things you can learn from any martial arts are the things that can help you get through the roadblocks, you know, of life. I think. You know, with this, you know, DHR thing that I uh, use, um, it, it helps, you know, push you through a lot of life's difficult situations. Um, so my advice for anyone pursuing the arts is about perseverance and having an, uh, an open attitude, uh, the willingness to learn and to to drive and strive to to always want to improve. No, that's good advice. How did you make your move from uh, that into acting then? Well, I wanted to be a dancer, actually. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So when I started to do the, the whole acting thing, you know, all that stuff comes into play. Whether you, you are a martial artist, whether you can sing, dance, do gymnastics, what stunts, anything, all that stuff is, is really helpful when you're 
you know, pursuing acting. So for me, the martial arts really came into play because, you know, it's almost like a requirement. Oh, you're Asian. Oh, you must know martial arts. <laughs> yeah. So a, a lot of those those roles that you get are, you know, guys that are, you know, bad guys or beat up people or whatever, no martial arts. So I think especially back in the 80s, uh, you know, when I was doing uh, when I started in acting, uh, that's kind of, you know, the kind of roles that were out there. Was that frustrating, though? Because it, it is a double-edged sword, especially back then, because as an Asian who studied martial arts, did you find yourself pigeonholed into those roles where you, you know, were triad or Yakuza? Yakuza. Yeah, Yakuza yes. or triad and, uh, <laughs> or, you know, with broken English. It, it had to be a little bit frustrating because uh, the roles were kind of limited and you were basically boxed into a stereotype. Yeah, I, I did a lot of the Yakuza roles, you know. The, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, after Karate Kid, that's that's what I got offered, where a lot of uh, bad guy roles, you know. So, you know, you have to start picking and choosing what what is best for your career. Um, so what I did was I, I did a lot of theater after Karate Kid, and, and you know, I still did the some films and some tv but i went back to my roots which was um i started in theater and uh, i wanted to do uh roles that were significant uh that weren't necessarily written for asians so um i I think that's why I, i went back to doing theater and i look at how the um entertainment business has has evolved right you know Back, like I said, in the 80s, the roles were pretty stereotypical. And I think uh, over time, it's gotten a lot better, you know, for minorities, especially. I think with, you know, like, look at Black Panther. When Black Panther came out, a lot of people thought, ah, it'll never make it, right? But, wow, it just took off, right? And then you have crazy rich Asians now. And, you know, now it's like this, this whole movement towards... Uh, you know, Asian American content. So I, th- I think it's it's gotten better, and you know, I'm I'm glad to see that. Uh, so uh, for me, um, you know, you just kind of hopefully do your part with films that you either create uh, for other Asian American actors because I'm you know starting to you know get more involved in this producing stuff. I want to I want to cr- create roles uh for minorities and for for asian americans right right then uh, let's get into that a little bit because you did mention crazy rich asians um it, it's it's getting better sure uh, it's still a long way to go i think but um uh, has the industry changed dramatically in terms of representing asians in entertainment i i mean it's uh, like i said it, it's gotten better um, I mean, there's still always room to improve, you know, especially for, you know, Asian American actors, um, uh, for, for male actors. I, it's It's been a struggle, you know, because we're always looked upon as the, the, the asexual, you know, character, uh, never get the girl and never kiss the girl, yada, yada. But um, hopefully, you know, it's going to it's going to change. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, with with the, like I said, crazy rich Asians, we'll see further down the road because I know for a fact there there are a lot of films and TV in the pipeline that are specifically written for Asian Americans. 
So it's it's good to hear. On the uh, the martial arts side of things, Asians is one thing, and trying to decouple Asians from martial arts is is <laughs> is still kind of a I guess a touchy a touchy subject. But um, what do you think about uh, the way martial arts is being represented in film and TV now? Because when I was a kid, the the kung fu era was a was a big thing, and it, it's strange to kind of see how it's evolved. Because when I was a kid, uh, the kids that I played with wanted to be these characters that looked like me not so much anymore uh what do you think about how the martial arts is is being portrayed in entertainment today look i'm a big fan of martial arts uh you know in, in any form uh and and when you see it on um tv or in a film i mean i mean i love all that i'm such a big fan so you know you got uh shows out there uh, iron fist and into the badlands and and i think the one that really I can relate to and stands out to me, of course, is Cobra Kai. Of course. You know, it's, I just, I, I love that world they, they created. Um, you know, I love how they flipped the characters of Johnny and Danielson. Now, Billy's character or, or, you know, Johnny's character is kind of, now you understand and he's being fleshed out and, and uh, now he seems like a decent guy. But he comes from a world now. You understand how how he why he turned out the way he did. So for me, I think it's going to be a, a cycle. You know, when uh, martial arts films and TV, they're, they're, it's gonna it's gonna swing back around, and and it'll be the the big thing now. Uh, you had all the other things like the apocalyptic films. You have the westerns. You have you know, it's all a, a cycle. Yeah. So um, I think. It's it's going to be hard to capture that the seventies because I tell you that's my era. Yeah, you know when you know Bruce kind of exploded onto the screen. I mean that that to me was the the heyday was that the that seventies man. Yeah, you know? yeah for sure. But uh, hopefully it'll it'll swing back around and, and we'll we'll have some really um, awesome shows. But I think you know having a show like Cobra Kai it's. It's really nice to see, and um, you know, because I, I just totally, I totally relate to that that show. Yeah, of course. Now uh, you're actually going to be contributing a little bit to to this uh, cycle if it comes back around with a, a project that you're working on. Uh, the Kickstarter is uh, now uh, in the works, uh, and we're going to talk about that uh, as well. But tell me about the Paper Tigers. Okay, so a couple of years ago, uh, the director Baltran approached me about this film, The Paper Tigers, and he wanted me to help him produce it. So the film revolves around uh, three childhood friends who have a, a falling out in their youth, and they have to come together after their uh, master dies under suspicious circumstances, and they have to avenge his death. And uh, the comedy comes in with because now they're, they're middle-aged and out of shape. So they have to, you know, fight to um, avenge his, his death as accountants now. Yeah, and, and just to be clear, these are uh, three once mighty kung fu fighters, right? So And now these are kind of has-been kung fu fighters. Yeah, yeah. So they were, in their heyday, they're the, the you know, the three tigers. They're really, really top-notch martial artists. And uh, so it's, it's basically a classic underdog story. And the three role, three three leads are are minorities, so that's kind of what attracted me to producing this this project. 
Yeah. Now, I came across uh, the uh, early talk about this project when I covered the prequel to this. Uh, it was called The Challenger uh, and uh, Boutran directed oh, yeah. with, uh, I think, the Andy Lee, I believe, from The Marshall Club and uh, Ken Kitagua. Um, fantastic short film. Uh, it's uh, There's no dialogue in it, but uh, all, all it is, it's uh, Andy and... Um, and Ken going at it against each other. Uh, the, the story is, I believe it's a, a young up and coming fighter wants to take on the, the big bad guy and, 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 uh, test his metal, uh, and really well done, really great fight scenes. Uh, and from there, I heard that that was the prequel to what would eventually be the paper tigers. And, uh, yeah, I heard that it was a, a really diverse cast. Uh, you got guys like Roger Yuan in it. And, uh, like I said, Ken Kitagu and more, what was the elevator pitch? Uh, to bring these guys on board? Um, you know, I, I've known Roger for many years, um, and Roger is such a, a, a terrific person and a, a, a great martial artist, and on top of which, I knew he had the acting chops to play the, the Sifu uh, for these uh, um, three tigers. Roger uh, came on board because uh, he had a passion for the story. Basically, the pitch was the, the script, the rest of the cast uh, liked the concept and the story, and they all kind of jumped on board. But um, I tell you, having Roger kind of anchor the the, the first uh, portion of the film, I, I think adds a, a lot of uh, depth and uh, nobility. I, I think having having somebody like Ken Kitagua to help uh, do the choreo uh, for the fight sequences, I mean, he's 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 awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you ever seen a stump, but man, that guy is just lights out. He's he's so good and so diverse. He knows so much about different styles of martial arts too. And then um, we had Kerry Wong, who uh, was uh, stunt coordinating. He was also helping out with a lot of the fight scenes. And you know, everybody just worked their butt off. I mean, th this was uh, basically the first ten minutes that we shot and. You know, we had a, a lot of really good martial artists like Yoshi Sadarso and his brother Peter and Guy Da Silva and Mark Paletti and Kieran Tamadong. I don't know if you know Kieran, but he was a champion uh, uh, martial artist uh, and a young and started out at a very young age. So um, we were very fortunate to have the cast that we did for um, the the first ten minutes of the of the film. That's cool. How's the Kickstarter going? It's going well. You know, it's just one of those things where you always have great guns coming out of the gate and then it hits that lull and then towards the end it starts to pick up again. So, um, you know, it's it's getting there slowly, but surely, hopefully. How's the uh, response been from uh, your uh, your group of uh, insiders on the, that first 10 minutes? Uh, it's been it's been really great. The trailer that was put out, I think um, Alan Duong did such a such a great job. Um, he's one of the other producers on this show, and you know he was responsible in putting together the page and shooting all these multiple videos that uh, that were releasing throughout the campaign. And I don't know if you've seen the Facebook stuff, but there's a lot of really cool stuff. And then. Um, I think the Martial Arts Club is going to be doing a, um, a video, too, for helping promote uh, Paper Tigers. Uh, so, 
you know, if we could get the masses out to check out the website, papertigersmovie.com, uh, that would be great. And if, you know, they want to help out with the Kickstarter campaign, that'd be awesome. That's cool. How much longer will the Kickstarter be going on? So we have until December 4th to uh, reach our target goal. Um, so uh, we don't have a whole lot of time, but I, what is it, about 18 days or something cool. like that? All right. So and so for anybody that wants to support it, and, and listen, it, the the paper tiger sounds like a great concept. Uh, you got kung fu, you got comedy, uh, great cast, and uh, it, it's well represented in terms of uh, Asians in, in entertainment. So if you're in, if you're into all of that, go check it out. And uh, give me the website again. It's the paper tigers movie dot com. All right, and that should take you right to the Kickstarter page. So you should uh, you can get. A, all of the information over there. And there's a, a bunch of cool stuff that you're giving away uh, as incentives uh, Correct. in terms of uh, funding. So check that out. Now, away from the film, you also own and operate Kona Kitchen. Yeah, we've been uh, there, what, 16 years now. Uh, it's a Hawaiian-American restaurant. It's been, it's been great. Uh, we're actually starting a, um, another location uh, which hopefully will be open uh, beginning of December of this year. Uh, so it's it's been uh, it's been a lot of work. It's it's so much different than the entertainment business. I feel like uh, you know Rocky uh, in Rocky Balboa. You know Rocky Six, where he's walking around. You know <laughs> saying, "Hey, how's it going? Hey, how you doing? Hey, you know." It, it's it's pretty um, different, right? Because you know when. You're acting when you're on the set. It's it's almost like well they, they cater to you and they, what do you need? What do you, can I get you? Anything? Blah blah blah. And so it's it's the flip side now. It's where I'm coming up to you know the customers and asking like, are you okay? You need anything? This and that. So um, I, I tell you, it, it has been really uh, a blessing though. I, I love the, the the customers. I love the our employees and, and you know. I couldn't ask for anything more. Now, where did the idea to start a restaurant come from? Because uh, you know, you're you're an actor, uh, so you you're on that side of things. And like you said, you're you're going from being catered to to catering. So <laughs> <laughs> where did that where did that bug bite you? Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll begin with uh, back in in the year 2000. I I, I met my wife. Uh, uh, while emceeing a Miss Chinatown pageant here in Seattle. Uh, so a buddy of mine said, hey, can you help me out? I got to emcee this pageant. And so I, I said, yeah, sure, sure. So I came up here and um, I met my wife. And uh, so one thing led to another. I was tired of, uh, you know, living in L.A. So I wanted to get the hell out of Dodge. And so I decided to move up to the Seattle in 2001 and uh, decided to open up a restaurant, of all things. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Uh, but, so, so that, but that's just it. I mean, how do you decide to open up? Are you a cook? No, I play a cook. <laughs> okay. No, I, um, so I, I love, I love cooking. Okay. Um, you know, and, and my thing was, I think I chose a Hawaiian American restaurant because, you know, my, my uncle, who's from Hawaii, he, uh, he had a catering business, and and uh, he he was really gracious enough to come uh, help us out uh, with opening uh, our restaurant. And you know, I, but I just always had this affinity for Hawaiian food and and for cooking. So uh, 
that was uh, the natural thing to do was open a Hawaiian American restaurant. Uh, my dad was actually a short order cook in LA when he first uh, came from uh, Japan. So um, he thought it was crazy, but uh, that's another story. <laughs> um, um, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. And, and I, I convinced my mother-in-law to help us out and uh, because he had a Chinese restaurant in, in a town called Bremerton, which is across the water from Seattle. And so I, man, I was clueless about how much work it took to, to not only start a restaurant, but to, to manage it, you know. And so my wife was an accountant, a CPA, and then my mother-in-law was a restaurateur, and then I was an actor. And so they, they kind of said, okay, you go here, you go there, and then, you know, I was left with a kitchen. So that, that's, that's where I ended up. Uh, that's, that's kind of how it all began. But I don't know what possessed me to, to do a restaurant, but um, I needed something to do while I was here in Seattle. You know, there, there was no real film industry up here. Unless you want to do like uh, corporate videos for Microsoft or something, but <laughs> okay. uh, that wasn't that wasn't really my thing. So uh, I I came up with this bright idea to do this uh, to this restaurant, you know, not knowing that the failure rate is what ninety percent in the first year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but, good thing you didn't but, know that. Yeah, I know. I, I would have, you know, I would have probably not done <laughs> it. But I we we persevered and and made it through the first year, which was damn. That was hard because you know you got guys saying i i want to i'm quitting and blah 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 so i remember one time all my cooks walked out whoa and i had one guy and so the two of us were, were cooking two you know for a 80 seat restaurant and so we're blasting through stuff and i was pulling what 90 hours a week and i said why did i decide to leave acting for now you know <laughs> So it was it was hard, but um, we we made it through, and and so we're we're doing the second location. I don't know why, but we're doing it. That's um that takes some cojones. Yeah, I tell you, you know, because you know acting's hard enough, and then and then producing's hard enough, and then and then being a restaurant owner is even harder. <laughs> I, I don't know, it was hard, but but I think what I learned out of that that whole restaurant experience helped me with the producing. Because it's it, it's all the same. It's basically you're putting out fires, you know, all your problem solving, you're trying to you know fix things. So that's kind of um, how I, I, I thought. You know, I'm gonna transition into to producing more. And you know, I tell you, I, like I said, it's been a blessing. So I learned a lot. That's cool. And congratulations on the second restaurant. So thank you. Yeah, that, that's great. All right. Um. So uh, let's do a quick lightning round. You ready? Okay, I'm 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 worried. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, for a little bit of fun, you're right. Here we go. So, what's your favorite phrase in Hawaiian pidgin English? Uh, how's it, bro? Nice. Uh, what are you more known for, the nose honk or your broke them out beef stew? Uh, I'm unfortunately it's the nose honk. <laughs> <laughs> How is the beef stew? Oh, the beef stew is awesome. It's really good. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, true or false, spam is massively underrated as a breakfast meat. Uh, massively underrated, so that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a Hawaiian steak. 
I'm Filipino, so one of the things that uh, we had when when I was growing up, uh, it was always a, a Sunday morning thing, but it was always spam and egg. So uh, spam. Oh yeah. Yeah, spam is a breakfast meat. I don't understand why nobody understands that. Oh, you can't go wrong with spam and eggs. <laughs> All right. Chosen runs into Danny Larusso in an alley today. Who walks out? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be chosen. <laughs> nice. All right. What's harder, memorizing a script or auditing inventory for the restaurant? Uh, the inventory for a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, uh, the final lightning round question. Uh, it's a trick question, so I hope you get it right. Uh, what is your favorite podcast about Kung Fu, martial arts, entertainment, and, and Kona Kitchen? Huh. Let me think. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Jeff, are you kidding me? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, so you, you mentioned that you were taking a step back from acting for for a little bit. So what comes next for you? Well, um, I actually have a, a film coming out called Driven, uh, which was shot in Puerto Rico while the hurricane was hitting the island. No way. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I... I uh, wasn't out there during um, the the multiple hurricanes, but uh, I was supposed to be on a plane when I think Maria was uh, hitting the island. So luckily, uh, the, the timing worked out because I got I'm, I'll never forget. I got a call from the first AD, you know, and he said, oh, hey, uh, I just want to let you know that we'll be flying. you." Wait, um, I, I think. Hold on. Uh I got to go. Wow. <laughs> and that was it. Wow. And he clicked because they apparently they had to get on planes as quick as possible. And some of the crew, I guess, were on the last planes out and they were getting hit by debris as they're trying to take off. So um, it was a crazy time. I eventually got a call uh, from uh, the AD and uh, they got the all clear, which is probably like three weeks later. Um to, to get on a plane and, and come out and, and shoot um, my part for for this film. So Driven is is basically about um, the guy who did the uh, DeLorean, John, uh, John DeLorean. Mm. Um, it's about his life. And I, I basically play the uh, judge who tries the case because he apparently got uh, um, popped for allegedly uh drug smuggling so it, it, it's a it's a really wonderful cast i mean jason sudeikis is in it judy greer uh lee pace Corey stull so i yeah it was it was uh once i got there it was, it was really really cool to work with those actors very cool and of course uh the paper tigers is in the works so uh plug all of the socials and websites that uh the fans need to know to get more information about you your next projects kona kitchen the paper tigers go okay um i'm also producing a film called ultra low or produced a film actually where uh it stars lauren holly it's about uh, the struggles of independent filmmaking which i can understand <laughs> um trust me and um and also i just want to remind folks uh paper tigers website thepapertigersmovie.com you check it out uh, check out our kickstarter campaign 
If you're ever up in Seattle, pop by and say hello to me at Kona Kitchen. Get some good local grinds. Huh? <laughs> and uh, I just want to say thanks to all the, the fans who support the martial arts. And, and, and thank you, Jeff, for having a platform where people can listen and talk about uh, martial arts from around the world. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, so everybody that's listening, uh, thepapertigersmovie.com, uh, if you're out in Seattle, go visit Kona Kitchen and tell me how the spam is. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Yuji, thank you so much for taking some time out to talk. I know you're busy. When does the second restaurant open? Hopefully sometime uh, next month. Very cool. And where's that going to be located? It's going to be in Linwood, Washington. All right, so all you West Coasters out there, go check it out. And uh, again, thank you so much for taking some time out. Best of luck with everything that's going on. Looking forward to the Paper Tigers, not just for Kung Fu and martial arts, but also for Asian representation. So uh, thank you for that. And again, best of luck with everything. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Take care. My thanks to Yuji Okamoto for spending some time chatting. I'm looking forward to the Paper Tigers. And if you are too, you can go to the Kickstarter page and contribute whatever you can to help get it made. Now, that link's going to be in the show notes, but you can also go to thepapertigersmovie.com for some background info on the cast and crew, as well as a link to the Kickstarter page. They've got some cool rewards for different pledge levels, ranging from t-shirts and original artwork to a role as an extra in an industry premiere screening. So follow Yuji on all his socials, and if you're in the Seattle area and are looking for some good grub, go check out Kona Kitchen at konakitchen.com and tell him you heard about it on the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Maybe Yuji will prepare me something off of the secret menu the next time I get out there. In the meantime, follow me on all my socials as well. And as always, check out my podcast playmates on Twitter at the hashtag Castaways. And until next time, Poison Clan, peace. Poison Clan rocks the world. Some action, drink a little wine, we get drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time it's warm. We smash the place up with a dragon claws. We walk into the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we get drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time it's warm. We smash the place up with a dragon claws. I see the iron fisted monk before the daily prayers. Shouting monks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Yu's hands. With the fearless idea roaming over the land. Yeah, the little big soldier is old and wiser. He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to raise jars. Fight for the cars, then pass here the blast. On the end, back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but balls don't hit back. Yeah, the death jewels here, David D is coming back. The Tai Chi master, Jet Li's even faster. The channel little drink because he is the drunken master. Once upon a time in China, Rosamund Kwan is real fine, but see Maggie Chung is finer. Golden Swallow has arrived Chang Chi movies will the hero will survive We've got the brave archer make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight May as well be the spot Yeah the sky goes black Cause the vampire's back We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all to stand back He plays the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah Wing Chun Shaolin and Manti style Yeah defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! 
this time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claw See it's a game of death yo, you're facing the big boss It's once upon a time and giant account on the TikTok The Shogun Assassin's Lash and Blood of the Drip Drop The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got Irma just in yellow but she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms, that's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor when the blood it'll splatter against the wall No fear at all, to kill them all There's always blood spilled when you head into a war Fearless, unleashed The fist of legend that the car jelly I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these There's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Walking to the tea house, spending for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, spending for some action